preparing for a podcast? Why would we prepare for the podcast? That just seems like madness. Never done it before, so might as well just start now. Just like I never tell you that we start the podcast, but we've already started. How long ago? I don't know, long enough. (laughs) (laughs) How are you doing today? Feeling good. Another good workout today. Another very good workout today. You've reached the Shays Lounge. This is Cricket. And Tom. And we are tired and work, worked out today. <laughs> we, uh, what, uh, how many days in a row have we gone? We've gone, I think we've had one active rest day in like the last 14. Something well, like that. I can look on our deal and for the entire month of July, we've only had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven day, seven rest days all month. Okay. So we've gone to the gym and done something every other day this month. We've got seven rest days and 22 workout days in. Right. Now, I think one of those days we actually had, a, that was a lazy day, though. Because huh. well, yeah. so one of those 22 so was... 21 and 7. 21, 21 and 8. And eight. But we still got tomorrow and Monday we're going to be working out. Heck yeah. So I'll get it up to 23 and 8. Heck yeah. And I, I've improved on my weight since, since we did the last workout. Which yeah. is good. Well, I, I like the little deal that they have set up for us because we can put in their results. And so you, you, you do a real good job at keeping up with that. And you put down, like, with each one, how many set It says what sets it was, how many sets it is. But you make sure you put down there how much weight we used mm-hmm. each. So we can kind of keep track and we see that. We are improving. We are improving. And I, I, made, a, I made a muscle in the mirror earlier today. And I actually had a bicep. <laughs> I was so excited. I have like this little tiny cut on my arm where you can see a bicep. Are you getting started early tonight? So you know that's not me peeing. That's me pouring. Me pouring my wine. It doesn't sound like you peeing unless you've got a problem. You got some kind of weird problem. Oh, we've got the game on again, so you're like half distracted. I don't really care for the Yankees and the Orioles, but if you had a Braves game on, I'd have a tough time concentrating. That's true. Well, you have a you have a tough time concentrating anyway. I do not. I've got a whole page of stuff to talk about tonight, and like only two of it is politics. So that's pretty good. Ugh. And it's not even like in depth politics. You want to knock that stuff out of the Let's way? Let's do real that quick? now. Okay. So, hang on. Let's see. What do I have here? Oh, Mitch McConnell almost died at a press conference. Oh, that earlier was scary. Today. I, I think he had some kind of like some kind of weird seizure, um, or I don't know. I, I'm not a doctor. I, I can't diagnose the man. I don't know what he had, but he was like at the at the lectern, and he was in the middle of a sentence, and he just went stopped. white and stopped and, and went completely blank. Yeah, and, and you could you could tell he was not there, staring off into space. And like the lights were on, but there was nobody home. Yeah, and it took people a second to realize, oh shit, something's wrong. And they like went over to him and they're like, "Sir, are you okay?" And he didn't respond to him. He was just kind of standing there, kind of swaying back and forth. And they finally escorted him away. And then he was able to come back and finish the press conference later. But, uh, dude, uh, come on! It, it, how old is he? Isn't he like ninety? Like a hundred and two, I think. Him and um, him and Diane Feinstein need to just go ahead. Let's just put them on an ice floe. Let them just drift off into the sunset. Because Diane Feinstein, that was the other thing I wanted to talk about, too. Um, 
she is in a wheelchair and she has to actively be told what's going on. She has no clue what's going on. She's completely like dementia. I mean, she's, she should have retired and she hasn't wanted to retire because she knows that Gavin Newsom is going to replace, is, is going to name her replacement. And she doesn't want the person that he's going to name to take her seat. That's what, that's the only reason she hasn't re, uh, resigned because Gavin Newsom said he was going to um, I believe the person he's going to put in there is a is a black woman and we all know Diane Feinstein is probably a closet racist because she's 150 years old and you can't help but be a racist when you're that old because yeah. that's how you were raised. <laughs> so again, I think they should put in age limits. Age limit. We keep saying this, and and so many other people have said this too. You know, it's like, come on, Grandpa, into the shredder with you. <laughs> You've hit, you've hit your age limit of seventy. I think you're done. Time to put you out to pasture, old put man. Put you out to pasture, and, and that that goes that goes for um, presidents. That goes for people in Congress. That goes for everybody. If you've got a minimum age limit, you need a maximum age limit. And to be honest, I think the only reason they didn't put maximum age limits in there when they first did the Constitution is just because everybody was dying when they were sixty-five, and they just. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, like your average lifespan was like so much shorter than it is now. Can it, you imagine telling George Washington that a 90-year-old is in office? He'd be like, what? Right. <laughs> well, just think about these old people like that. It reminded me, I saw a picture today. It was posted. It said this, I met a new friend today, one of the sweetest ladies. It was a, an older lady at a nursing home. Mm-hmm. And she had her hair done, but it was pink. Mm-hmm. Bright pink. And they were like, what's up with your hair? Why, what's up with the pink? He, she said, I refuse to be that little old white-haired lady. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so she's a little old pink-haired lady. I like that. <laughs> she lives her own, she does her own thing. That's you very cute. Right. You go, Mima. <laughs> um, oh, the other politics thing um, I wanted to talk about is not so much politics as much as it just involves the government. Um, they had hearings um, this week about aliens and verified for like the third or fourth time that aliens are real, that we have uh, crashed UFOs, um, and we have recovered non-human biological remains within the crashed UFOs. Um, and everybody's going, oh my God, they've got aliens. Well, non-human biological remains just means that could have hit a, it could have been a drone that hit a bird on the way down and it would have non-human biological remains. So like everybody's freaking out about this. They've, you know, they've, they've confirmed the existence of aliens. I mean, kind of, but not really. Yeah. Uh, maybe sort of a little bit. But the, the main response that I've seen online is people going, oh, aliens, huh? So there's aliens? Are they going to lower my rent? Is that what they're going to do? Are they going to fix this economy? Is that what they're going to do? Because otherwise, I don't want to hear anything about them. Yep, don't care. Don't care. <laughs> We've been saying for years that there's aliens, and we already know. And we don't give a shit. I mean, if they come, they come. If they don't, they don't. I mean, it's not like we can do anything to stop them. And, and that's, you know, that's where it boils down to. If they wanted to come over and take over the world, what are we going to do? This is not like Independence Day where we can hack into them using an Apple my, Apple book, or a MacBook Pro. And give them a virus. <laughs> Welcome to Earth, all bitch. Of, all of my freaking IT nerd buddies, every time they think about that movie, it just gets so angry. <laughs> <laughs> like, There's no way that would work. <laughs> 
But anyway, okay, that's my only politics stuff. Uh, but you ha- you had a story that you wanted to tell us because um, you made me write it down. About There's the- just three things I told you to jot down. Yeah, the Dallas Terminal. So tell me about the Dallas Terminal. Okay, uh, the company I work for, I'm not going to say their name, obviously. Obviously. Uh, but we have terminals all over the country. Uh, one of them we do have in Dallas. And uh, our driver that went there last night came back this morning and he was like dude y'all will not believe the shit that happened there last night mm-hmm. and he had pictures to prove it um they have gates the uh, whole thing is fenced yeah like ours is not an automatic gate we have to open and close it mm-hmm. uh some of the bigger terminals have uh, automatic gates. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're open, sometimes they're closed, sometimes you have to open them yourself, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I don't really know the situation in there because I've never been there. But at some point in the night, uh, while he was there, uh, two trucks at one time, and these are OTR trucks. When I say OTR trucks, I'm talking about the big trucks with the sleeper caps. And right. they didn't have trailers hooked to right. them. Right. So, completely stand out because all well, of our trucks are the same, all of our trucks are the same color, and all of ours are day caps. But we do have a couple of sleeper caps, but not many. Anyway, these two trucks go shagging ass through the gate. Apparently already have what trailers picked out that they wanted, which makes me think... There's somebody, they had a, a contact somebody, inside. Somebody's telling them. Said, hey, these are the trailers you want to get. Yeah, because otherwise they could have risked getting an empty. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, they hauled ass into the gate, hooked up to these trailers as quick as they could, and hauled ass out the gate with them. And our guy that was down there actually has a picture of the guy in the yard truck basically racing one of them to the gate trying to get there before he does so he can block them from getting out the gate and didn't make it and didn't make it so they were hauling ass so they shagged off but what i thought was funny about it too though is that if they did have a contact on the inside right Mm -hmm. apparently this contact had to have been just a dock worker not a driver Mm -hmm. because all the drivers know it's not our trucks that have the gps it's our trailers Mm -hmm. and so when those trailers left out they could have more than likely the way i see it playing out somebody's like wait wait somebody just drove off with yeah okay well i mean i guess they would have to know the trailers that they pulled, mm-hmm. that they stole. Well, they can probably look on there and see, okay, these two left and they weren't supposed to. Yeah, well, they're not closed out to somebody. They're not so closed we're not, out, yeah. Nobody signed into those trailers. Mm. Nobody checked them out. And so they were probably just looking on the computer screen in the office going, yep, there's those two trailers <laughs> going down. The, yep, here they are. <laughs> and probably just called the cops. Yep, that's where they are. <laughs> because they had a problem with, the want people in stealing trucks and trailers in Memphis. Mm-hmm. And by the time they got logged, I mean, they, they would find these trailers five miles down the road. 
already rifled through. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, I got this trailer coming, and they like pull over somewhere, stop, drop the trailer, and they had like, I guess, a shit ton of people there real quick to go through it. But they were having problems with people stealing trucks and trailers. So I remember you saying that when you first got hired on over there that they were having an issue mm-hmm. with that. I don't think they're having as big of an issue now. No, because they have a guard right there, and that gate stays. It's, it's an automatic gate. Mm-hmm. And when you pull up with your handheld device, you when it detects that you're close, mm-hmm. you have to click a button on your handheld that says open gate. And so you have to wait for the gate to open. Mm-hmm. So, and the same thing when you leave out. Open gate to leave out. Oh, speaking of security... Um, we have a security guard up at my work now. Somebody upstairs is oh. in the shower. Um, loud. Yeah, it's very loud. Um, and this is going to be heard on the podcast. People are going to be like, what is that? Uh, but we have a security guard up at work now. Because, you know, uh, I, you've never been to my office, but we have like a like a foyer that you can go into uh-huh. before you get to the actual office. And uh, there's a, a desk in there for a security guard uh, to sit at in, in this foyer. Some couches, you know, like for visitors and things like that. Right. And um, we've never had a security guard there, and they always said we were going to be getting one, um, but they never said when he was going to show up. Well, Friday he showed up. <laughs> There's an old man with a gun on his hip, and I'm thinking, what are they guarding us against? <laughs> we're just brokers. What do they think is going to happen? But, like, this dude is up there. He's, like, packing heat <laughs> in this freaking office building. Well, we, there's other people in that office building, so... I guess they're going to keep them from using the bathroom, I suppose, <laughs> because we've got we've got people that um, that used to come before before we took over the third floor. Um, you know, there was there was nothing up there, um, and sometimes people from the second floor would go up there and and work. You know, because it like they could be alone. They just because it was an empty floor, and uh, they would go up there and work. And uh, they they told them to quit doing that. You know, obviously because we had taken over the third floor. That's ours now, and. Uh, but apparently, the people from the second floor are still coming up here to use our bathroom because our bathroom is in the hallway. It's not locked locked away from everybody. We have to have badges to get in, but the but the bathrooms are out there in the hallway. And so, why are they coming to y'all's floor to use the bathroom? I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with their bathroom. Maybe they're thinking I'm gonna blow it up. I'm gonna go use theirs. Maybe, but um, but yeah, they're coming up and using our bathroom. And apparently, somebody let a bunch of people from the second floor into our office the other day. Because they were getting snacks from our snack area. Thankfully, huh. they didn't steal anything. But they just came up there and, like, helped themselves to a bunch of snacks. They found out we had a snack area. And and, and I, I've showed you pictures of this thing, yeah. haven't I? I mean, it's like a wall of, like, uh, refrigerators with just drinks. Just uh, Pepsis and Cokes and Coke Zeros and, and Sprites and peach knee highs they have peach knee high up there um they have a uh, chocolate milk they have energy drinks just it's just a wall of of refrigerators with just full of drinks and then over here on the on the left hand side um they have uh snacks like uh beef jerky and candy and chips and just all kinds of stuff and it's probably 20 feet of just nothing but snacks and drinks and you go over there and you it's it's, an, it's on the honor system you grab what you want, you scan it on the little kiosk, and then you scan your your phone. You know, you have to, you have to, uh, there's an app that you put on your phone so you can pay for it. So far, we've had zero shrink, which is good, which means nobody in the office has stolen anything. Well, that's good. That's very good. 
Um, but these people came up from the second floor and were like rifling through our snacks. <laughs> I'd have been up there. What the fuck y'all doing? No, 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 no. <laughs> this is not for the the building. This is ours. Yeah, Get this out. is ours. Go away. And uh, so like, and, and um. So you go away, or we'll put a hole in our floor and start shitting on your roof through, right. your, through the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> like my boss. Um, I asked him one day, I said, there's somebody outside the, the door. You want me to go let him in? He's like, no, 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 I'll let him in. I'll let him in. I was like, okay, well, that, that that's my indication that it is not my place to let people in. That's fine. I don't have a problem with that. And this guy came up there to deliver something one day, and he asked me to let him in. I was like, nope, that's above my pay grade. <laughs> <laughs> so, I do not let anybody into the office. <laughs> I will go get my boss, and he can let you in after he, after he makes sure that you're supposed to be there. But I think that may be the function of the security guard. Like, he's going to have a list of people that are supposed to show up, and then he's going to have to, like, vet everybody to make sure they're supposed to be there, and then he'll let them in. But why he's packing heat, I don't know. I mean... (laughs) Yeah. And he's like this little old man. He's probably in his 70s. (laughs) I don't know what they think he's going to (laughs) do. He's going to be aiming a gun at somebody and shaking. (laughs) He's going to shoot at somebody just... (laughs) And Carver, I'm talking about just leaving a chalk outline. Yeah. <laughs> Not going to hit them, but you're going to go all over the place around them. <laughs> so that's that's my weird thing at work. Oh, and I, I, oh my gosh, I've had such a bad month at work. Such a bad month at work to the point where I have done so little in sales that I was afraid I was going to be put on a performance enhancement plan, a performance improvement plan, like I was, you know, back a few months ago. Now, once I got off the performance improvement plan, my my sales went way, way up. And, I, and I've been doing everything since then, but it's just my customers have fallen off. This has just been a bad month. And I hadn't been able to find any new customers because everything's slow and the economy's slowing down. And it's just, it's, it's, it's been really frustrating this month. And I have just been digging for every sale I could get. Well, I had $13,000 in sales on Friday. Going into Friday. Going into Friday. And I needed to have a minimum of $15,000 in sales. By Monday. By Monday. By the end of the month. Or else I was going to be put on a performance improvement plan. And um, I, I, was, I, was, I, I don't have any freight. I, you know, I have, I have like zero freight. I have nothing, nothing to book, nothing on the horizon for me. Nothing's waiting for me. No customers have gotten in touch with me and said, hey, can you ship this for me? Nope, nothing. I have zero. So I'm just out making phone calls trying to whip up new customers, right? And then one of my customers calls me and he's like, hey, we've got something that needs to go out on Tuesday. Can you quote this for me? Well, I quoted him super high. Just, you know, just not so high that it scared him off, but I just quoted him super high because this was the type of freight I knew I was going to make some money on. So I'm like, well, I'm going to make as much money as I can. He's like, yeah, and, and I, I actually did not expect him to <laughs> approve the rate that I gave him <laughs> on this truck. And uh, he approved it, and he's like, yeah. He said, go ahead and schedule it for Tuesday. And I was like, hey, buddy. Hey, you sure you don't need it to ship on Monday? Because Monday would be this month, and it would, you know, kind of help me toward my sales. And he's like, yeah, it's fine. We could, you know, we could ship it Monday. It's okay. It'll be ready Monday. And I was like, yes. <laughs> Just a little closer to that 15000 and we're good. And... Uh, by the end of the day on Friday, I had ended up making enough money off of that one load that I went from thirteen thousand and a and a little bit up to fifteen thousand and a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> 
So I'm no longer worried about going on the performance improvement plan. I have made enough sales. Thank goodness. But what what's bad is that um, uh, uh, Ben in the office that I told you about before, um, he he and he and I have been like like this all month, just mm-hmm. right there next to each other. And um, he's been freaking out. And he finally he finally passed me up the other day. And he was like, I just need five hundred more dollars. Just freaking five hundred more dollars in sales before Monday. And, you know, I'll, I won't have to worry about that stupid performance improvement plan because he's been he was on it at the same time I was before because all his customers dropped off at the same time, too. And it's like, you know, it, it, it's irritating as hell. But um, but yeah, so he so I ended up passing him up on Friday. And so now I'm waiting for him to catch up again. Ho- hopefully he'll ca- he's got like three or four more loads. He's got to move this this coming week. So hopefully he can move a couple on Monday. Because he's actually shipped more this month than he shipped last month. He just, his margins have been smaller. Lower, yeah. And so where he was making 500 bucks per load last month, he's only making like 100 or $200 per load this month. And that, that's, that's decreased his margins enough that he's having to struggle. But, you know, and, and honestly, if, even if I had been put on the performance improvement plan, I'm not like super salty about it. I'm not upset about it. Because the way that they do the performance thing, it's it's not engineered as a punishment. Right. They micromanage you for a month. Or they micromanage you until your sales are back up above a certain level. Sometimes that's a month. Sometimes that's two months. Sometimes that's, it's, it's however long it takes. They want to make sure that you're doing everything that you're supposed to be doing to increase your sales. It is designed to help you. It is not designed to punish you. It's designed to help you. And right. and the month that I was on it, or the two months that I was on it, I appreciated it because I got some new customers out of it. You know, it kind of helped me become a better salesperson. It kind of helped me work a little bit better with my customers. I actually, I didn't enjoy being on it because I didn't enjoy the micromanagement, but it was having somebody over my shoulder like that. Well, I mean, you see my sales now. <laughs> I hit a personal goal uh, or a personal record you know, right after I came off that performance improvement plan. Yeah, sure did. So it's designed to help. Now, if you stay on an improvement plan for, you know, four, five, six months and you're not improving, uh, they're going to have a very serious conversation with you. Yeah. Because if you have not been able to increase your sales in four or five months, it means you're not doing something that they're telling you to do or you're faking work. Or, or something like that, and so they're going to your not put up with it. the stuff that you're, you claim you're doing. Exactly. And that happened to a guy, um, gosh, I guess about maybe, when did that happen? Maybe about six months ago? Um, that happened to a guy in my office. Um, he lost his biggest customer and went from having a $30,000 a month book down to having like a $5,000 a month book. Yeah. I mean, when I say he lost his biggest customer, I'm saying this one customer kept him fed every month. And the problem is when he came on as a broker, he brought this customer with him. So he immediately had great say or you know, great numbers and everything bringing this customer with him. And so he never went out and found new customers. And so he didn't really I, I don't want to say he didn't know how to do it. It's just kind of like maybe he was out of practice doing it. Yeah. Because he, he was coasting. He, he very much coasting. 
Yeah, because this one customer was, you know. He got very complacent with the, what he had. Extremely. To the point where when he was on the performance improvement plan, we would catch him sleeping at his desk. I mean, just like not doing anything. And, and it, was, it was to the point where they gave him about three months to get off this improvement plan. And on that third month, they had taken my immediate supervisor and moved his desk to be right next to this guy so that he could tap him on the shoulder and say, you need to be making phone calls. You yeah. need to be making phone calls. I mean, it was bad. And then after that month, they just let the guy go because he was making, he, he was doing z- like zero of the, the work. He was getting written up every single day for not hitting his, you know, not doing the stuff he was supposed to be doing. He wasn't even pencil whipping it. He just wasn't doing it. Wow. And so they just, they wrote him up every, almost every day. And then they finally said, okay, you're just. You're not you, even trying. Dude. You're not even trying. So we're going to let you go. And then there's another guy that's in my office who's lost a, he's. Uh, lost a couple of customers, big customers that, you know, kept him in a $25,000 book. And he's down, he's down to, I think his, his numbers right now, he's at $7,000 this month. Ugh. Yeah. I mean, and, and it's been that way for two months now. So I'm kind of looking at him going, <laughs> need to be careful. Cause that other guy, they gave him about three months to improve and then he didn't. And now he's gone. So and I, I would hate to lose this I mean, guy because he's a you, good guy. You had a phase where you, I don't think you were really pushing Mm-mm. for new customers the way you should have been. I wasn't. And then when some of your bigger, more consistent customers dropped off, it put a hurting on us. Yeah, it really did. Yep, oh, there, there we go. <laughs> every you. every week. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I, I I did get complacent there for a while. But I'm I'm you back in the saddle. I'm now. back in the saddle doing what I need to be doing, trying to get some new customers. Um, but anyway, I'm tired of talking about work. All right. <laughs> what else we got? Um, you said to write down free Subway. Okay, here. Subway, Subway did a promotion a few years ago mm-hmm. that if they took applications, I guess, for it, mm-hmm. and they picked somebody out of these people that turned in applications for this promotion, Mm -hmm. right? And this person had to get a big-ass subway tattoo. And if they got it and showed that they got it, like when they went up to Mm -hmm. uh, a certain subway somewhere, then from that point on, they got subway for life. And this dude, like a big-ass subway tattoo right across him. Shit. Right? They've got a new thing going on right now they're taking applications as we speak for this and mm-hmm. they will pick a winner to do this and they will even pay for you that if you go and get your first name legally changed to subway and show them the documentation and they'll pay for it from that point on you get subway free for life now i don't even know if you would be allowed to do that Apparently so. They done. They did the thing. So they're because there. There's like certain names. That you, like you can't name your baby Adolf Hitler. You know, you're like you're not allowed to name people certain names. Would they allow you to change your name to a brand name like Subway? If you're if Subway's giving you permission, I mean it's a registered trademark, but the name itself because there's a Subway train station. Yeah. So they don't own the word Subway. I want Subway sandwiches that much that I'd be willing Shit, to change my hook name. a motherfucker up. 
Where's, let me get my application. I will get the tattoo and the name change. Now, I would have I done the tattoo. And then I would do, my middle name would be Habit, and my last name would be Your Way. <laughs> Subway Habit Your Way? Damn right. That would be my name, Subway Habit Your Way. <laughs> they gave me a free Subway for life? Man, them, they would regret that shit. You'd be up there three times a day, I'd be up there, you? hey, give me my damn sandwich. <laughs> Sir, No. This see is my subway driver's for license? life. Come on. See my see my driver's license? Get my damn sandwich. Shut up. <laughs> We're trying to lose weight. <laughs> Ooh. Subway's so good. Yeah, they are. Love Subway. I love those flatbread sandwiches, man. Gosh, dog. I I I like you the, know the chicken bacon ranch on the flatbread. Ooh. The shittiest thing the Subway has ever done is convince people that it was healthy to eat an entire loaf of bread in one sitting. Yeah. Because that's what you're doing. You're eating an entire fucking loaf of bread in one sitting. Tell me you haven't done that. I've eaten a, I've eaten a foot long more times than I haven't eaten a foot long. Hell yeah, me too. I like going to Jimmy John's because they have the 18-inch long sandwiches. Yeah. <laughs> Jimmy John's is some good shit. Jimmy and John's I know y'all don't like it very much, so I don't ever push for it. I <coughs> love, freaking love Schlotzky's. Because it's that hot sandwich. Oh, it's so good. Those are my favorite. I love them. If I can find some other way to eat a Schlotzky sandwich other than on their ciabatta bread, because oh, I hate their bread. I love it, man. That's, I that's... freaking hate their bread. I like. I mean, I I like the the idea of Slotsky's. Don't get me wrong. Like I I like, and I they have good good food and and everything. I just don't like their bread. Oh, I do. I love it. Man. But I think the kids like it, so don't don't stop from going to Slotsky's. Don't that's, make that, me that stop is, you. That is by far my favorite Subway's people. Subway he, store. He's trying to make it seem like I'm preventing him from doing the things that he loves, and that's she not does. true. No, she does. I am a very loving and giving person. Very loving and giving, and Shit, I hear the I hear the lightning clouds coming in. <laughs> you can't hear lightning clouds. You can hear thunder clouds, but you can't hear lightning clouds. Where do you think the lightning, the thunder comes from? It wouldn't be striking me, Sonny. Little lightning, little thunder, <laughs> lightning, thunder, lightning, thunder. Rick is punched in the face. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? If lightning did strike this house, it wouldn't strike me, would it? Probably not. It would strike your ass. It would definitely come after me. Mm-hmm. Because we know lightning likes you. Yeah. God. I, I, and that just reminds me, like, when I first went to, I know I think I talked about it on here, but when I first went to first shift, and I was training with the guy, and I was telling him about what had happened before. Mm-hmm. And I didn't like it, and it was raining, and I was like, man, it just... I don't know if it's just an old wives' tale or what, but I've always heard if you get struck once, you're more likely to get struck again than someone else around you. And I said, I just, it's, I don't mind the rain, the thunder, that's fine, as long as the lightning. I, I, like, when lightning hits, I'm counting. Mm-hmm. How close is this shit? Well, you can get hit up to 10 miles away. And I remember we were sitting there talking about it. He's like, for real? I'm like, yeah, man. And we, I backed into this guy's dock and it's pouring down rain. And we're like, okay, you ready for him to get out in the rain and run up there real fast? And we're like, okay. So I opened up the door of the truck, and I shit you not, the split fucking second I opened that door, 
I swear to you, lightning hit the freaking tree that was right next to our truck. I mean, it was like blinding close. And it was like, you know, you, you hear the thunder and you start counting, right? Mm-hmm. I think we saw the flash, or like we heard it and then saw the flash or something. Because it was, it was like right. It was so fucking close. And it was funny because we both slammed our door, our, our respective doors closed. And then <laughs> and we went to go duck. And we were laughing about it because we like, look, there's only so much space in between these seats. All right. I'm in the driver's seat. You're in the passenger seat. There's only so much space right here. We got to plan this shit better because there's not enough room for both of us right there. <laughs> but we were both trying to fit in that one fucking spot. <laughs> Scared the shit out of me. And then I was like, see, I fucking told you. The shit's coming after me. It follows me around. Well, <clears throat> I don't think it is an old wives' tale that, that when you get struck once, you get, you know, you're more likely to get struck again. Um, back when I was a kid, we had um, a quilting. I don't know. These quilters came into town to go to a quilting convention because we were old and boring at my house. And there's conventions for quilting. There's qu- conventions for people who quilt. Yes, and some of these quilts were insane. My oh, God. Uh, and I'm not making fun of. It. I just, I just didn't know that there was such a thing. But yes, you think about some of these quilts. These things are freaking ornate. Yes. So we had quilters. This is when I was living in Kentucky. We had quilters that stayed at our house to go to this convention. I don't know how my parents knew them. I don't know how they got hooked up. It may have been a church thing, whatever. Right. But they stayed at our house for a few days while they were at the quilting convention and um one of the ladies told us about her husband had been struck by lightning seven times and he couldn't wear watches anymore and like anytime he got any around anything that was electronic it would stop working because he carried like whatever it wasn't in in his body body. yeah like it would it would mess stuff up he couldn't he couldn't get near computers and things like that. well i'm gonna say after that situation i've been struck one and a half times because it, like I said, both like both of us had like the hair the on hair our arms up. Yeah. Was standing up. Yeah, and we like it. I don't know if I felt the the electric the electricity from it, but the sound wave. Mm-hmm. You felt the damn the near sonic. knocked the breath out of us because mm-hmm. it was like I kid you not, it was so bright. This was in the daytime too, mm-hmm. and it was so bright, everything was white for just a split second. That's how close this shit hit. Mm-hmm. And I and it was, oh god, it's like all right, you ready? Open the door, bam! Oh shit! And that's how quick it happened. I mean, it it wasn't like I opened the door and got ready to jump out in the rain. It was like the nanosecond that that door cracked open is when that shit hit Mm -hmm. and i think before the sound went away my door was already closed (laughs) (laughs) well you know what's so crazy about getting struck by lightning if you survive it if you get like a direct strike by you know you you got a light strike when when you got hit that time because it didn't you know it hit you but it didn't like throw you or anything but you know how people will get struck by lightning and they'll get thrown half a mile? You know it's not the lightning that's doing that. It's your muscles. Yeah. Because it causes all your muscles to contract at once and then they just like spring. And so basically that means that we have the capacity inside us to jump that far. We just can't use we can't access it. Yeah. But we have the ability <laughs> to do it. 
to leap tall buildings in a single bound. We just can't access that part of our, hey, our body. I can jump higher than a 10 story building. I'm sure you can because 10 story buildings can't, can't jump. jump. <laughs> <laughs> um. <clears throat> Oh, Diablo 4. We've been, we've been playing Diablo 4. Because I, I broke down and got Diablo 4. <laughs> and I've, I've been playing it. The first night that I played it, I played it for like three hours. And I was like, I have no idea how long I've been playing this game. It felt like I'd been playing it for 20 minutes. It was insane. Oh, he knocked that one out to the upper yeah, decks, didn't all, he? That damn man went to the upper deck. Damn. New York's running away with this game. But anyway, that, that, that's just so spirit killing when you sit there and you scratch and claw because it was a four to two ball game and you scratch and you claw and you you get that one, you, you know, you get one run. All right, cool. We're within one run, you know, and you really had to go through a lot of work to get to that run. And the next inning, the first batter hits a home run. And you just lost that run you got. And you're like, God dang it. Well, some dill hole earlier threw Aaron Judge a fastball right down the middle. Oh my God! Like soon as while he there's let people that go, on base, soon as, I, as soon as he let that go, I was like, "Uh oh!" And Aaron Judge was just looking at it like, he, "Oh, buddy!" Yeah, he, he slow pitched softball bit pitch that shit, man. He, he really did. He drilled that thing. But freaking New York has been running away with this game. I, I feel bad for Baltimore. Well, what's bad is that New York is playing so much better, but. They're still only up by two. <laughs> yeah. Who was it that they pulled? It was Baltimore that they pulled earlier. Yeah. Um, the pitcher. Uh, he had pitched like 63 pitches in. By the third inning. By the third inning. And he, I mean, poor poor kid. He, he was pitched exhausted. two two-thirds innings. He was exhausted. I felt so bad for him. But he, I mean, he, he pitched a big fat one to Aaron Judge, and then he let two other people get on base, and it was just. And you kind of smiled at me because the catcher was up there talking to him, and I was like, okay, I don't raise the catcher's up there talking to him for that long. He's waiting for the umpire to say something to him. Then the coach is going to come out there because all they're doing is stalling to give the umpire, give their guy in the bullpen a little bit more time to warm up. And, <laughs> and it kinda, wouldn't. And you kind of looked at me, and then when the, the next thing you know, you see the umpire waving at the catcher and the pitcher and then you see the the coach coming out of the dugout i was yeah. like see told you yeah well i knew as soon as the catcher went out there to the to the mound i was like oh that pitcher's done they're they're fixing to pull him yeah because he's he's let too many people on base he's already allowed a home run he's let too many people on base they're about to pull him poor guy was just dripping sweat i felt so bad for him he just looked like he had given everything he'd got i had a game once where i was pitching and for some reason i went from doing good and it's like I went dead arm. Yeah, and sometimes I guess that it's happens. Like it didn't matter what I did. I just couldn't do anything. And so, and I knew we didn't have, it was in college, and we didn't have anybody warming up because mm-hmm. they weren't expecting because I was cruising. And all of a sudden, I was just like, and in between the innings, I talked to my coach about it, and he's like, well, we're still doing it. Just, just let us know. Got back out to the next inning. I threw a couple pitches. And he still didn't have anybody warming up because he thought I was going to be able to work through it. And so what I did is I faked an injury. Yeah. Well, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Because if there's an injury, then the guy that you have going in to replace you has all the time he needs to get warm. Mm-hmm. I mean, if it takes him five minutes, it takes him five minutes. If it takes him 10 or 15, that's the rule. Because you want that guy completely warm before he goes out there and full force starts pitching because if not, that's how you 
tear That's up. how you get an injury. That's how you get a bad well, injury. <clears throat> I remember we were watching um, Otani. Otani? Otani. Yeah, he was he was pitching the other day, and he was having trouble with his finger. Yes. Um, and, and he, you know, you could tell. I mean, because the the he was wild. His pitches were wild. He just couldn't get them where he wanted them to go. And every time he would pitch, he would shake his hand. Yeah. You know, he he was messing it up. And so uh, they they said that. I remember them commenting that the guy from the bullpen was going to have all the time he needed on the mound to get warm before they actually continued the game. And they had him out there just like pitching, just you know doing you know, doing his warm up from the mound. Yeah. Because he hadn't had time to get warm in the bullpen yet because they didn't think they were going to have to pull Otani. And he Otani did. Like they were just showing uh, Acuna from the from Atlanta. Mhm was the first player in MLB history to have over 20 home runs and over 50 stolen bases by the All-Star break, mm-hmm. right? And, and it's just crazy to think about how many players have played Major League Baseball since its beginning. Mm-hmm. And he's the first one to ever do that. It's crazy. And then Otani had a first time in Major League history this last week as well. They played a doubleheader. Mm-hmm. He pitched the first game through a one-hit shutout. As a pitcher. Mm-hmm. Like 110 pitches. Damn. You do that kind of shit, you're done for the day. Mm-hmm. He wasn't done. He didn't pitch the second game, but he played the second game. As a batter? Yep. Damn. And hit a home run. Damn. He actually hit one or two. Damn. But that is the first person in history to ever pitch a complete game in a doubleheader and then come back and hit a home run in the second game. That's awesome. Never happened before. That's awesome. And it probably, well, it, I don't know, because they're making, they're making sports people in general a little differently than they used to. So that may actually be broken at some point, but it's probably going to be a minute. Yeah. Before it gets broken. But some, somebody's going to break it because there's always going to be somebody better than you later on down the road. I mean, records are made to be broken. Well, it's like you said, that one record is never going to be broken. And the guy actually, that played 2,000 games. And I'm going to look it up real quick. <clears throat> I can't remember, and I'm ashamed. <laughs> I want Mr. I'm, Baseball. I'm going to guess 2143. 2143? Just remember 2143. I'm going to guess that. Cal Ripken. Number of games that he played? Record. He was a 19. Okay. He holds the major league record. Uh, okay, what did I say? Twenty-one forty-three. Twenty-one forty-three. I was close. Well, at least for the previous record. Lou Gehrig had the previous record of playing two thousand one hundred and thirty games without ever missing one. Mm-hmm. And that record stood for fifty-six years. That everybody said was unbreakable, never going to happen. Cal Rivkin's record: two thousand six hundred and thirty-two. Mm-hmm. So you gotta think two thousand. Let me do a calculator real quick. Two thousand six hundred thirty-two, right? Mm-hmm. They play one hundred sixty-two games a year. Mm-hmm. So divide that by one sixty-two. That's sixteen years. He played over sixteen seasons and without missed ever missing a game. But they don't do stuff like that now. They take them out for rest breaks, and they like they make you miss games. I mean, you. Well, a lot of times it's the player. Like if they're starting to get in a little bit of a slump, they may rest them for a day. Mm. Maybe you're getting overworked. We're gonna rest you for a day. But 
You just don't see people that are you playing. You don't. There's too much stuff goes on now. Like people are watching stuff. Mm-hmm. That they're, they're quick to pull you out of the line of the, as he's seeing something that's not wrong. Mm-hmm. So I'm sorry, something that is not right. And so you're you're just I. Records are made to be broken. I get it. But I would bet the farm that that record will never be broken. They just don't play the game the same way they, they used to anymore. I don't even think anybody's... I mean, there's never even been anybody that's came close. Now, there's another record that I'm surprised has not been broken. And that is the... Uh, it's the consecutive... Consecutive games... With a base with a with a base hit. Mm-hmm. Let's see, MLB record. Yeah, we're looking this up on the phone while we. Do. <laughs> for games. For games played with a with a base hit. See, that's the uh, yeah. We got dead air here, honey. Oh, that's right, Luke Garrick. No, that's the other one. I think I'm trying to remember how many games it is that he has. That's the record for the uh, most games in a row with a hit. Let's see. My my deal's not working. Hang on, let me see if I can get it. Most games. Hang on, most MLB games in a row with a hit. Um. Joe DiMaggio hit safely in 56 straight games. 56. For some reason, I was thinking 53. But there's so been So, Joe a, DiMaggio did it, and it was uh, 56 games. There's been a few other players that have gotten into, like, the 40s, I think, maybe. Mm-hmm. But nobody can just... That's one that I'm surprised has not been broken. Give it time. It'll get broken. I think it will be. That's one record that I think will be broken eventually. But then again, you have you've got a lot of assholes that play, mm-hmm. right? And I'm going to say that because I was the asshole pitcher. Yeah, you right? were. You definitely were. the 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 record is 56. Say, hey, you're starting tomorrow, Shay. All right, cool. I go. I'm going out to the mound. I'm oh, going to make sure I've just so you ass. know this guy that's batting, playing against you tomorrow. He's got. The, he's got the single, the, the consecutive games with the hit record right now. If he gets a hit off of you tomorrow, he's going to break it. <laughs> Guess what he ain't doing? He's going to be walked every time he's at the plate, isn't he? Well, I'm going to go ahead and get my hits Batman out of the way. I'm going to hit him his first time up. <laughs> and I'm going to hit him hard and try to just knock him out of the game because then he won't. he loses his streak. <laughs> you guys are so mean. I mean, I, I'm not going to, like, I, I, I'm looking like when I pitch, he's going to know. Hold on. He's going to know I threw at him because he's going to see me looking straight him dead in the eye as I'm going through my windup because I'm going to ear hold that motherfucker. <laughs> I'm going to put it right in his fucking ear. I'm going to hurt him. <laughs> I'm That's gonna, a horrible. I, I, no. You should be ashamed of yourself. You okay, are so, not. Well, hang on. You will not get a record that has my name attached to it. Will not happen. So hang on, hang on. I will light him the fuck up. He will not get a hit. Lou Gehrig had most consi- most games played or, or whatever up until it was broken or whatever. But 
he was suffering from a disease that was eventually named after him and everything and everybody came together to help him get that record because come on it's come on you know don't be don't be that guy i guarantee you if it was me that guy would not be getting a hit i would walk him on purpose i would hit him i would you ain't getting it off me buddy I would at least just... And I would be, oh, you're talking about a hated person in baseball. Yeah, you would be most, yeah. You would be a complete hated person in baseball. Absolutely. You'd be booed off the field. Not like the guy, like I can't remember his name now, but Cal Rickham Jr.'s last year to play in the All-Star game, Mm -hmm. he got up to bat and this dude, like 75% velocity, fastball right down the fucking center and like... Ripken knew it was coming, so he was able to hit a home run in his final All-Star game. That's the kind of streak you'd want as a pitcher attached to that hitter. Mm-hmm. But you don't want to be the guy that gave up the home run that broke the single-season home run record or the all-time home run record. Or it, No. <laughs> it would not happen off of me. I'm sorry. There's, I don't give a shit. It would not happen. I would, I would ear hold the shit out of him. His day would be done. No record for you. Well, talking about records that were made to be broken, I hate to change the subject, but I'm not really changing the subject. I'm just changing the sport. You know Michael Phelps is the most decorated swimmer of all time. As far as gold medals are concerned, right? As far as gold medals are concerned. You know he's not anymore? Yeah, you were saying some lady. Katie Ledecky. Now, does she have the most titles or the most gold records? She's got the most gold Gold medals in world championships. Oh, okay. Yeah. So now, as far as like Olympic medals, that's Michael Phelps. Right. But like world championship gold medals, he's got 15, she's got 16. Right. Maybe she can't swim as fast as him, but she has just won more championships than he has. Right. So, and and you know what's so horrible about this? Is that all this bullshit about like the anti-trans stuff and not wanting trans people to compete in sports. She broke a man's record and now she is being accused of being trans. Yeah. Which pisses me off as a woman because I'm like, you people are trying to say that women are not as good as men. What the fuck is wrong with you? Like seriously, like I hate it when people sit there and go, men shouldn't compete against women. Why the fuck not? Right. Are you trying to say that women aren't good enough to compete with men? Because I think they are. That makes you the misogynist. That you don't think that women are good enough to compete with men. I think in some instances, women are more than capable of competing with men. But I cannot agree that in all situations, women can I agree that in not all situations, women can compete with men. However, let me say this. It should not be men versus women. It should be a weight class. Because you're more likely to be able to hang with somebody who's in your weight class, regardless of if they are male or female. Because if you've got two little bitty people going against each other, it doesn't matter as much what gender they are. Okay? And if you've got a woman who has been training as hard or harder than a man to overcome her natural, not, I'm not even going to say disadvantages, but differences, her natural differences, then she's going to be able to compete with that man who's in her weight class. 
Because women are traditionally a little smaller than men, right? Right. So you want two people in roughly the same weight class to compete. Except for where it counts. Sorry. But, you know, I've been saying this the entire time, too. You know, I hate to break it to you, but sports, especially elite sports, are inherently unfair. You've got somebody like Michael Michael Phelps, who is, he was built in a lab to be a swimmer. Yeah. He has got stuff in his body that allows him to do things that other people cannot do. It doesn't matter how much they train. He's a freak of nature. Sports is inherently unfair because you have freaks of nature at elite levels. Yeah. So, but don't tell me that men and women can't compete at non-elite levels. I mean, like the one that you you brought out, which I think is done like like in chess tournaments. Yeah, they separate them by sex. Why is there a men and women's division? Why? It's dumb. Should be... Everybody won. Yeah, but I mean, the best player win. They're they're, uh, but do you know why they separate it by sex? Because they don't want the women to beat the men and make the men mm-hmm. look feel bad. Because men are fragile. I'm I'm, sorry, I'm I'm just going to blanket they're, statement. They're going to get their feefees hurt. Men are fragile. I'm yep. sorry. You don't want to get beat by the woman. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I ain't gonna lie. Like my senior in high school, and we played against that one school that had the girl that played second base for them. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna. I, and if I said this before, I apologize. I'm gonna retract the statement that I said before because I'm not going to sit here and say that she was good for a girl she was good Mm -hmm. she was just good she was just good smooth second out of second base she had a good arm everything was good but that little bit of what do you call it? Machismo? Mm-hmm. I guarantee you, when she came up to the plate... People threw a little harder, tried I, to hit her. I, no, no, no. I didn't try to hit her. But I did try to rear back and throw a little harder. Mm-hmm. Because you don't want her to get a hit off I you. I did not want her to get a hit off of me. Now, what I did do is when her second time she batted, I still remember this vividly. She got a little too close to the plate for my comfort. Mm-hmm. Like she was crowding the plate, mm-hmm. thinking maybe I can get him to slightly hit me or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I threw one hard, high, and tight. I think it scared the shit out of her. And at that point, she kind of backed off the plate a little bit, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. But there, he just hit a. There was had bases loaded. He just hit a bases clearing double. What What kills me about women in sports, um, you know, like you know, people like to say, "Oh, well, women can't play football. Women can't do this. Women can't." Women can't play football because men won't let them play football. Because one of two things are going to happen if you have a woman on the field. They're either going to go harder at the woman to hurt her to get her off the field, or they're not going to want to touch her because they're going to be afraid of hurting her. Yeah. And either, both or, of those things are bad. Or, who wants to be known as a man 
They got laid the fuck out by her. Mm-hmm. It's like, dude, that chick done just ran your ass over, made you look like a little bitch. There's a high school girl, and I wish I, I saw this article yesterday, and I wish I had written it down so that I could go back and look up look it up now, because I don't know what position she's playing, but she's coming out of high school with a with a four year football scholarship to a university, full ride, full ride, because she's that good. If I had to guess, she's probably a kicker. Probably a kicker. kicker so kicker or punter? Who cares? How long did it take him to get a female ref in the NFL? Yeah. Because men don't think that women understand football. I'm sorry. We're not stupid. You're right. just keeping us out. <laughs> I mean, we understand football just as well. And, and what, what was I telling you the other day? When, uh, you know, boys and girls in sports. Before puberty, boys and girls are exactly the same. Before puberty. There are no natural advantages or disadvantages with a girl versus a boy. They're just all on the same playing field. If we were to take girls, little girls, and train them in sports the same way that we train little boys from the time that they're three, four years old, teach them how to play football, teach them how to play baseball, teach them how to play soccer. If we did that from the time they were little bitty and quit treating them like they're going to break and ushering them off over into these little soft sports. Oh, that's the girls' sports. You need to go over there. If we treated boys and girls the same from the time they were little, you would see fewer differences when those little girls became women. And I think, too, is that they don't want to do that because there'll be a point that the girls will have an advantage over the boys. Because they hit puberty Because they hit puberty sooner. So they're going to start getting stronger when the boys are lagging behind. And it's going to make the little boys feel bad because yeah. the patriarchy and toxic masculinity fucks up everything. Yeah. The patriarchy ruins everything. And I'm going to say that till the day that I die. If we could just get off of the stupid fucking patriarchy, we would all have a much better time. But that, but that's everywhere. Like, I even think about it when I'm driving around during the day. You see the signs on the side of the road. Men at work. I, and I think about it every time. I was like, so there's no women up there at all? There's got to be women on the, on the road crew. There's got to be women on the road crew. I've seen women on the road <clears throat> crew. But we say men at work. But it still says men at work. I saw a TikTok the other day. So that's a man day. job. I saw a TikTok the other day that said, if you women think you can hang with men, how come I never see you doing these jobs? And it was a guy on the oil field. I fucking know women in the old oil field. They would kick your ass. They would kick your ass. You know the reason why women don't do jobs like I saw on that TikTok? Because OSHA is a thing, and we're not stupid. Yeah. You know why women live longer than men? Because we don't... Hang on. I've got something written down that I wanted to talk to you about. One in 11 people think that they could win a fight against a, a bear. bear. Yes. I guarantee you, every single one of those that says they can win a fight against a bear is a man. man. Because women are not that stupid. I'm the one that's going to be like, I don't think I can, but... Guarantee you ain't gonna fucking find out. <laughs> no, 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 I damn sure ain't gonna try. Somebody, 
Somebody said, now, I think I could win a boxing match against a bear. Yeah, absolutely. I think I could win a boxing match. Now, it would have to be a regulation boxing match. And he would maul me immediately. But I would win on a technicality because he wouldn't be boxing. Yeah. So I would definitely win. <laughs> I might be dead and bear poop later, but I'll win. <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, men... I, oh, toxic masculinity ruins everything. I hate it so much. <laughs> I hate it so much. Anyway, what... what oh, um... Oh, it looks like we're getting a Bucky's in Arkansas. I heard you saying about that earlier. In Benton, and Benton is like a suburb of Little Rock. It's right down the road. We can go to Bucky's whenever we want. I'll be buying so much beef jerky. <laughs> they have really good jerky there. They, they have, have fudge. They, they have, have homemade everything. fudge there. I can't buy the fudge, so. I, you know what? That may be my cheat meal because I fucking love me some fudge. <laughs> and they have like all the different. Have kinds you of have fudge. you ever had Divinity? I don't know if I have. Because the reason I thought about that, because I was thinking about homemade fudge. And I'm going to say Alex. Mm -hmm. His Mm great-grandmother used to make divinity around Christmas. Homemade, like, from scratch. Mm -hmm. It It was like eating an iced... It was like eating just a block of sugar icing or something. It was so sweet, but oh my god, it was so. I've good. heard of Divinity, but I've never had it. She used to make it like from scratch, but still, I will say to this day, the best dessert of any kind I have ever had, made from scratch, was from the girl I dated in high school and first part of my college. Her mother found out that I liked. <laughs> lemon meringue pie mm-hmm. and oh this pissed her daddy off because her dad come home one day and saw the pie that her mom made for me and he wanted some of it and they said it pissed him off because she told him no that's not for you <laughs> and when I say fresh homemade lemon meringue pie the meringue she made from scratch. Mm-hmm. The lemons she used was from the tree on her back patio that, like, plucked the lemons to make the, the lemon part of the lemon meringue pie. My mouth is watering right now thinking <laughs> about it. That was, by God, I would take her lemon meringue pie over any dessert you could possibly come up with and this entire fucking planet that I've ever tried or even thought about trying. So that's your death row meal. You know I like tres leches. Yeah. I would flush tres leches down the toilet <laughs> if it got me just one slice of her lemon meringue pie. Oh, God, it was so fucking good. And every now and then I ask her, hey, I see some lemons on that tree back there. And she's like, oh, sweetie, I'll make you another one. I was like, oh. I even told her, like, and and I'm not going to say his name, but Mr. Mr. Person. Want some this time. He can have some. (laughs) And he was like, boy, that was some shit. (laughs) You almost married that girl. Tell me me that you didn't almost marry her. You probably would have been very happy with her, too. Yeah. 
Because we, we got along great. Yeah, but she pulled a stupid stunt. I got along great with her mom. I got along... I, and I did get along great, good enough with her dad that she actually said that was the first time she'd ever seen her dad play a joke on somebody. Really? And this is a cattleman, rancher, I mean... Very serious man. For sure. She'd never seen him play a, ran- a prank on somebody. One year for Christmas, they were like hooking me the fuck up with shit. Like, they got me... Because I actually said I wanted to, I told my girlfriend at the time that I was thinking about getting a pair of boots, right? Because mm-hmm. I, I, I did wear the boots. Mm-hmm. So, I got a box. One of the things I opened up was a pair of boots that she got me. Mm-hmm. And then they handed me some presents that year for Christmas from her parents. Opening <laughs> them up, the real nice chaps and polo shirts, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, a leather belt, a very conservative belt buckle. Okay, not like one of the. I didn't. Ha- it wasn't like the hubcap thing that people wear. Like I had. Yeah, it <laughs> wasn't one. It, it, it wasn't one of them great old big god awful <laughs> gaudy that you could flip over upside down and you know cut your steak up on. I had one of those. I had several of those because I want them at, at like yeah. team pinning competitions. But this was like a regular belt buckle, but it was just a little more, I guess you could say. Yeah. Right? Very conservative. Because I was like, because I saw the box, I was like, pushing here. I opened it up. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I can handle that. You know, that, that's that's nice. I like it. And then they did all the present, and then her dad goes, calls his wife by her name, hey, go get the other present for him that we left in the bedroom. And she comes out with a, it was a rather large box. <laughs> and when I opened it up, I un, well, I unwrapped it, and it said Stetson. <laughs> You're like, there better be a puppy in this box. And it's like, <laughs> I was very fucking clear. Now, granted, I own a cowboy hat now, and I love it when I get to dress up and, and wear it, because mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah. But then, you're not going to catch my ass Dead in a fucking cowboy hat. All right? And this was a cowboy hat box. And I, I just kind of looked at it. And I kind of cut my eyes over at him. And I'm like, and I just kind of shook my head. And he just started giggling. And I'm like, this motherfucker is what I was thinking. This motherfucker bought me a hat. And he's going to expect me to wear the damn thing. And I'm, I, not expect. I would have to wear it every time I showed up over there. Right? And I was like, oh. Dang. And even my girlfriend didn't know about this, right? Mm-hmm. This was a deal between her dad and her mom. Mm-hmm. And I was like, he's like, well, go ahead, open it up, boy. And I'm like, motherfucker. Motherfucker. <laughs> well, I have to put this bitch on. But then like, in my head, I was sitting there thinking, okay, this, there's no way this dude knows I have a fucking melon head like I do. So I'm going to be okay. Because it won't fit. There's no fucking way this thing's going to fit in my big ass fat head, right? <laughs> I mean, I've got all these scenarios going through my head on how I can get out of this shit from having to wear this fucking hat. And like, I was thinking of everything I could possibly think of. And then I opened it up, and I was like, oh, my God. It was more shirts. <laughs> but I opened it up, and I looked in it, and I closed the lid back, and I looked at him. <laughs> and he started smiling. And then, of course, my girlfriend was like, how bad is it? <laughs> Because she was thinking like straw hat with the feather and the, yeah, the belt buckle wrap ring around there and whatever. And I showed it to her and, and looked over her dad and he was just, he, he finally broke. He was just dying laughing. 
because he's like, yeah, you thought I got you at, not really, you know, and but she said that was the first time he she'd ever seen him actually play a prank on somebody like that. But I was just, I just knew he got me that damn hat, and I was like, oh my god, I'm not getting out of this shit. But luckily, it wasn't that. So I'm, I'm actually kind of sad that y'all two didn't. I, I mean, I'm, I'm glad because you and I worked out. But I'm kind of sad that you and her didn't work out because it seemed like you guys really enjoyed being around each other. We really did. And, and you know, the only problem was you were very young, and she made the mistake of asking you to choose between her and baseball. Right. And that was not a choice you could make at that time. Oh, it was a choice I could make. And you made it, and it was not the way that she thought it was going to go. It's not the way she thought it was going to go. She straight up said, I thought you act like that damn little ball is more important to you than I am. And I'm like, well, at this point in my life, it is. Bye. Well, it was paying for your college. I mean, you kind of didn't have a choice. Yeah. You know, it, it, it paid for And so for I had to try to play in the summertime to stay in shape. Yeah. You, you didn't really. So I wasn't starting over whenever school started up mm-hmm. again. I had to keep playing. I had to keep my exercise program going up. I had to do everything because maybe it's different now. I don't know. But if you suck it up, you can kiss that scholarship goodbye. Yeah. Like you're talking about this girl's got a four-year scholarship. Mm-hmm. If she doesn't perform. She's got a one-year scholarship. With a four-year commitment. She's committed to them for four years. Mm-hmm. But they might not pay for her school past that one year. There's no rule or law that I know of that says you have to continue paying this person this scholarship. If they're not performing. Maybe there is. I'm sure there's something that could be worked out. I don't know. But maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But... You know, so I was like, I took it very seriously. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I, I kept up with my cardio. Now, one thing I wished I would have done more was more, more time in the gym. Mm-hmm. More lifting. Because I, I you know, because like in pitching, like if I'd have known, I, I'd have done a lot more leg works out workouts. Mm-hmm. Because, yes, pitching, you're throwing with your arm. you got to get your hips involved. you got to get your legs involved. First thing that gets tired for a pitcher is not your arm. It's your legs. Mm-hmm. And you can tell because your pitches start going higher. Mm-hmm. It's, it's harder for you to get the ball down. You have to really struggle to get the ball low. Well, I mean, if you look at these major league pitchers, and, and this is this is something that I've, I've commented on you before, like Justin Verlander, he's got a real low center, center of gravity. He's got a real big butt, and he's got big legs. You don't see pitchers up there with chicken legs. You just don't. You 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 see guys out that there. That right there is going to get somebody hit. What happened? What did they do? You got an eight to three lead in the seventh inning. You don't need to be stealing bases. So you think they're going to hit him next time up? Or, <clears throat> which kind of makes me think about the look on that batter's face. Mm-hmm. Was probably like you motherfucker. Because there's an open base right now. Guess what I'm doing if I'm the pitcher? Walking him? Nope. Yeah, I'm going to walk him, but I'm going to walk him in one pitch. <laughs> I'm going to light that dude the fuck up. And I'm gonna, if he, when he looks at me, I'm going to point at the guy on second and say, that's his fault. That's, that's why. 
you got a big lead like that, late game, you don't steal you bases, don't steal you don't bunt for hits, you don't do any of that shit. He probably can't hit this guy, though, because he'll probably get thrown out of the game because they'll, they'll all know. You think I would fucking care? <laughs> There's your guy. Yep, John, John Smoltz. Smoltz. That's the guy I... Like I said, I, I took videos of him, and I did a lot of work in front of mirrors so I could watch myself, and I and I mimicked him almost to the T. Mm-hmm. Because he threw hard. He had good pitches. Mm-hmm. He was consistent. He was accurate. And I liked his wind-up and his motion because everything just looked so smooth. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's, that's what, what I want to look want. like. That's, that's what, what I, want. I want. And that's exactly what I did. Um, <laughs> There's something else I had written down, too, wasn't it? Yeah, missiles at work. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, where I work at, we pick up and deliver to all kinds of places. You want to face that mic so that people can hear But one thing you? we are not allowed to haul is anything to do with arms and or ammunition of any kind. And there's a very good reason for that. There was an instance one time, way back when, where someone at a place picked up six pallets of these spent shell casings that they were shipping somewhere. Uh, Of course, none of them had projectiles. But some of these quote-unquote spent casings weren't exactly spent. They still had the gunpowder in them. Shit. And there was a <clears throat> spark reaction, and which led to a very bad situation. Mm-hmm. So we are not allowed to halt any of that kind of crap. And I went to this place that's known to make that sort of thing. And my boss, when Susie saw that I got there, he was like, Hey, what are they trying to get you to pick up? <laughs> I was like, I don't know yet, dude. I said, I just got through security. It takes a while because if you go one day and then you turn around and go back the next day, doesn't matter. They still do a full legal background check on you. Because mm-hmm. maybe you did something between now and yesterday when you came by here. Mm-hmm. So it takes some time. And then I said, hey, I've got the paperwork that I have to give to them to show them what to load on me. He's like, well, send me a picture of it. So maybe I can read through it and figure out what it is. I said, all right. So I sent him a picture of it, and I started driving around to the back where it was at. And as soon as I got there, he called me. No, 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 no. Uh-uh, no. You see that sign? See that picture right there in this section right here? And I was like, yeah. He said, see that word projectiles? Hell No. I'm like, okay, ma'am, dude, that's that's cool. <laughs> so I'm going up there, and I'm like, okay, uh, what exactly am I picking up? Because I see what the paperwork says, but what exactly am I getting? And they showed me. This looked like the tips of what looks like fucking Sidewinder missiles or some shit. I mean, these things were like two and a half feet tall. Yeah, you sent me a picture of them. I was expecting like bullets, bullets. but these were not bullets. The, these were like, like mortar things. These were like these tank were missile, shells yeah. or something. This was a like big ass fucking heavy projectile. armament. Yeah, 
We're this not talking like small arms. This is like big shit. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> I walked up and I saw, I was like, so what, well, what palette is it that I'm actually getting? And she showed me, I, I said, that? She goes, yeah. I was like, <laughs> and I, one of those situations where my mouth, my, my brain filter didn't kick in quick enough. Mm-hmm. And my, my mouth said, oh, hell no, that shit ain't going on my truck. <laughs> And I didn't know what the policy was for this kind of place because it is a military institution. Huh? No. Okay. Um, and so my boss wanted to know what it was for sure. Mm-hmm. Now, they did say that these were empty casings, just made casings. But what made me think it has something to do with mortars is because they said that it's the empty casings with the bases. And when I said that to my boss, he was like, fuck that, the bases are the part that makes it go up. (laughs) No, 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 no. I was like, dude, calm down. I've already told this bitch that shit ain't going on my trailer. But, uh, like, he was freaking out. Don't you dare put a sticker on it. Don't you scan it. I was like, dude, calm the fuck down. <laughs> but anyway, I don't know what their policy was, so I kind of just kind of walked over to it and held my phone up in front of me and took a few pictures, and I went through my phone and looked at them and found a picture that was good. Mm-hmm. And, that's, and that's what I sent him to him. <laughs> and then when I called, because he didn't respond, the, the reception wasn't too good out there. And so I finally called him, and I, he was on the phone with his boss. Right? Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, I've got the guy on the phone right now. And he said he's sending me a picture. Okay, I just got the... Fuck that! <laughs> and he goes, I'm sending you... I'm emailing you this picture right fucking now. And then I heard the boss on the speakerphone go, hell no! <laughs> you tell him. I was like, I've already told him. I was like, y'all ain't got to tell me shit. If you told me to pick this shit up, i tell you to go fuck yourself and keep your job. I'm not doing it. And it's funny because, like, and too, with our little devices that we carry around with us, it, it, it'll notify us of this, got to go here for a pickup or here for delivery or whatever. And when the pickup came through, it came through twice. And if we go to some place and say they don't have the stuff ready, and they say, hey, it's going to be an hour before we have this shit ready. Mm-hmm. I'm going to click the little button that says attempted pickup, say not ready, maybe ready tomorrow, and my ass is gone. I'm not fucking waiting around for you. Right. Or whatever the reason. Maybe the paperwork's not ready. Whatever, right? Mm-hmm. I said, so, uh, boss, uh, when I put on here attempted pickup, I said, am I going to do an attempt on these? Or are you just going to take them off my handheld? Because they mm-hmm. can just remove them. And he said, you can put canceled or other and then just put something in the comments. <laughs> like prohibited freight, right? And I said, okay. I said, he said, or you just put whatever the fuck you want to. I don't care. I started laughing. He goes, I said, whatever I want. He said, yeah, maybe. I was like, all right, talk to you later, boss. Bye. (laughs) So it came through twice for whatever reason. One of them I did as he said. I put in, and this is like goes to, everybody sees this shit that has access to computers at the company, right? Mm -hmm. So one of them I typed in exactly what he said, prohibited freight canceled right but then the other one that came through also i hit canceled 
or other. And then under comments, <laughs> I put in there, boss said can't pick up stuff that goes boom, boom. <laughs> because you are at heart a 12-year-old. <laughs> exactly. And I told him I said that. And he's like, God damn it. <laughs> but I was not. I mean, as soon as I saw that, like these big-ass green missile tips. I'm like, oh, hell no. That shit ain't going on my... I'm not hauling that shit. <laughs> One of those will flatten this whole fucking area. You think I'm going to haul a, haul a pallet with like 12 of them fucking things on there? <laughs> hell no. Uh-uh. Not happening. No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't have That's anything. one of those Ron White. I don't think so, Scooter. <laughs> I don't have anything nearly that interesting happen to me at my jobs. <laughs> well, that's the first thing that happened like that. Because like, like I said, that was the first thought that went through my head. I didn't really mean to say it out loud. I walked around the corner and she showed it me the pallet. And I was like, oh, hell no. That shit ain't going on my trailer. And I was like, <gasps> like, fuck, I did not mean to say that out loud. But I did. But, whew. yeah. No missiles, thank you. Uh-uh. <laughs> You know, I used to work on missiles. Yeah. When I worked for Lockheed Martin, I worked on missiles. <clears throat> that was that was an interesting job. That was that was weird. Um, it was a weird job. I, I I had trouble with my issues with the military industrial complex and <laughs> privatized military stuff. But it was fun work. Like it turns out, I'm really good at soldering. Turns out I'm really good at like working on like micro processors and stuff like that. Yeah. But you know, nothing that interesting happened where we actually got to see the missiles. <laughs> now, like I said, this wasn't the whole missiles. This was just the tip. And I can only imagine how big the rest of the motherfucker was <laughs> when the tip was two feet long. Two feet long? Yeah, at least. At, at least two feet tall? By those pictures you showed me, yeah, at least two feet tall. Yeah. That that doesn't <laughs> That's some fuck em up shit books for those were. <laughs> oh, I'd hate to see what kind of hole that left in some shit. But I guarantee you one thing. <laughs> it wasn't going to be a hole in my trailer. <laughs> shit, hell no. You know who Donald Glover is? Not to change the subject, but do you know who Donald Glover is? Isn't that Danny Glover's kid? No. <laughs> he's oh. not related to Danny Glover. Oh. <laughs> People think that, but he's not. I was just guessing. Childish Gambino. He was on Community. He was a uh, Spider-Man. Yeah, I know who he is. Yeah, okay. Uh, Lando Calrissian. I know um, who he is. He and his brother, Stephen, have taken over writing for the Lando Calrissian Disney Plus show. Oh, cool. And he is responsible for writing uh, Atlanta, which is a really good show um, on, uh, oh gosh, I think it's on Max. Um, but uh, it... it, it critically acclaimed type stuff you know like he's really good at that sort of thing um so him bringing his own spin on lando is going to be really a lot of fun because he kind of embodies that carrier character yeah he enjoyed playing lando so much and they're just kind of letting him have it and run you know like run free reign with it so that show should be really good i'm looking forward to it speaking of which i we need to watch tomorrow might be a tv day you keep saying that and then you just go back to diablo 4 and then i don't I see you know. for eight hours but I want to watch some more of The Witcher. I want to watch the the Nick Fury series. I heard it wasn't all that good. Oh, really? Yeah. Doesn't matter. Still got to watch it. We still got to watch it, yeah. Just like I watched Miss Marvel without you. <gasps> La Gasp. And that was actually... I heard Miss Marvel was really good. I just hadn't had a chance to sit down and watch it. I don't know if I'd go as far as saying, 
Okay, let me put it this way. It was good, but it's... I mean, now, if I watch it with you, that's one thing, but that's not one that I will sit down and watch again on my own. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not geared toward you. It's not a show for you. It's a show for me, or, or a show for Aaron, or a show for... You know, it's 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 a younger show. Yeah. I'm not, but, not, I'm not saying I'm younger. That's not what I mean, no, but it's, it's like and, a woman show. But, you but know? It, like, if you sat down to watch it, I would be okay with watching it again because it was good. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't one of those that's like, oh, my God, I got to see it again. Yeah. Like, like I think the last one I've watched, like, I've watched Black Widow several times. Black Widow was good. I mean. Black Widow was real good. Especially when she got to pull out the whole, thank you for your cooperation. When she got the guy to punch her and break the thing so she could do what she needed to do, that was fucking cool. And it was, it just pissed me off because I did not catch on to it. That's what she was doing. And then when she finally realized it worked, she was like, thank you for your cooperation. I went, motherfucker, how did I not see that coming? <laughs> but they've got Florence Pugh is going to be the new Black Widow. And Who? I, Florence Pugh, um, uh, the, the, her sister. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, she's going to be the new Black Widow. and Because, uh, you know, she's a Black Widow. Yeah, so, she like, is she's, a Black Widow. Yeah. And um, so they, like, uh, they're, they're, they're like, amping her up to be, like, the Black Widow and everything. And that's going to be really good because I fucking love Florence Pugh. <laughs> I love her so much. I love her in everything I've seen her in. See, I don't know if I've seen, I don't know if I've ever seen her in anything else. She's been in some things here and there. She, she used to be engaged to, um... Fuck, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Zach. Um, Efron? No, uh, from Scrubs. Um, the, uh, JD. JD? Yeah, she was engaged to him for a while. They like lived together for a long time. Long, I long time. His dumbass dude to fuck that up. Right? God. Right? Wow. Yeah. Like, they, like they were... They... I mean, like, they were together for a really of long course, my, time. My, my favorite part of Black Widow... Is when she did the superhero landing like mm-hmm. she does, and she She's went, like, Ugh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I love the reason that I love Black Widow so much, or any of the Black Widows so much, is the same reason that I love Hawkeye so much. Um, and, and I don't love Hawkeye as much as I love Black Widow because dog just blew ass over here. I know he's he's disgusting, but um, I thought you pooped. <laughs> he just tooted. <laughs> Blowing ass, buddy. But what I love about, about Black Widow like is that she doesn't have a superpower, but she's able to hang with the Avengers. Yeah, because you look at that, like, you got to think really, in all honesty, she has no business being with those people. She really doesn't, but she's able to hang with Cap. She's able to hang with Black... Uh, she's able to hang with... Um, um, Oh, why Hawkeye. am I forgetting the name of these characters? Hawkeye. She's able to hang with Hawkeye. She's able to but now. Hawkeye. Hawkeye has a superpower. They just don't call it a superpower. Right. But he does. He can see the wind currents. Yeah, and he can. Annie Oakley had the same superpower that Hawkeye has, but she had it with guns. Yeah. They're able to in their head calculate the curvature of the earth and the wind currents and where this thing is going to need to end up. Yeah. And they can aim it at a 90 degree angle to the right and it's going to end up 100 yards directly in front of them because the wind is blowing that way and that's where the bullet is going to go. Yeah. Like Annie Oakley was able to do that in her head. And that's what I appreciated so much about Hawkeye to that point 
is whenever he was under Loki's spell, and they were attacking the 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 the, the freighter, whatever you call yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. The and yeah. he, you see him. You see him looking at the. He points at the. He points at Bo. And then all of a sudden he just kind of turns to the left, and you see him pointing to the left with his bow, but he's looking to the right, and he's looking at the wind currents. Uh huh. While this, this these ships are moving through the air, and he's like, and you see him shoot off to the left, and, that and you thing see just that arrow hurts. just right where he fucking wanted it. Yeah. That was the one thing I appreciated the most about because they actually that kind of leveled him up. Mm hmm. To where, okay, he belongs there. Yeah. You know? But 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 there are people on the planet today who have that superpower. They have it with guns. They have it with knives. They have yeah. it with, with arrows. There's a girl on TikTok. Oh, I love watching her. I know her. Well, she'll shoot like, like, she'll like throw a wedding band up in the air and with a recurve bow. Shoot through the air. And the recurve bow, like, zero sights. This is all just natural, natural fucking ability. ability. Eye-hand coordination dialed to fucking 12. Yeah. That's fucking insane. I'll watch her videos, and I'll sit there and watch them probably 10 fucking times in a row. She can light a match. She can knock the top off of a beer can. She can... Now, I have a friend that I grew up with. She can cut an aspirin in half with an arrow. He's like that with guns. Yeah. Th- those people... Like I watched they just him have... with a 30 6 strike matches. Yeah. Like, when he went into military... Now, granted, he didn't... I, I've, told, I've talked to you about him. Mm-hmm. And about he was kind of the behind-the-scenes kind of guy. Mm-hmm. But he scored, like, higher than... He said... There was, like, one other person in that unit that scored higher than him in shooting. Mm-hmm. Dude was crazy stupid good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, well, do you do you remember watching um uh, what what was that what was that reality show that we watched where they were all shooting different different guns and they had oh them? fucking love the Top Shot Top Shot. Do you remember the guy? He was the Army Ranger, and they got him in front of a fifty cal, and everybody else. Well, they they brought him back as a hang, hang on a trainer. Yeah, let me let me let me finish what I was saying when he was first up there when he was competing. Everybody else ran up to that fifty cal and popped off a shot, a couple of shots, and they were trying to dial in. They where walked they were, it in. They walked it in to where they needed to be on the target. He got up there, and you see him, like, adjusting his body, and then he adjusts the gun, and then he adjusts his body again, and then he does He ended up losing that round because he took too much time dialing his shot in. But it only took him but one. But it took him one shot to fucking hit that target at 1,000 yards with an iron sight. No, they had a scope. Or he, he had a scope. He dope the scope. But, but he, but he, he had it at a thousand yards, and he hit that thing dead center. And it was because he, he just like you could see, you could tell this was something he had done many, oh, yeah. many times before. Because you could see him adjusting his body, and he was adjusting his, and he adjusted the sights, and he did this, and he did that, and he, you know, just little minor, tiny little little things that he was doing with the gun. And then as soon as he squeezed off that shot. Dead center, a thousand yards down the down the. And what range. people don't some like don't realize, when you're shooting at something that far off, if you move a fraction, like a millimeter, it's gonna an actual movement from the end of your barrel 
it's like amplified mm-hmm. 100 times over by the time that bullet gets where it goes. Well, you have to adjust for that. Because you, you watched him, like you were talking about how he's getting all set and getting ready, controlled breathing. Mm-hmm. You saw him change his breaths. Yeah. And getting ready for the shot. Because you, you, you shoot. Like, you hear a lot of people, you, you all right, hold your breath. It's like, like no, no. Breathe in, you hold just, your breath. No, no. You, you, you control, control your breath, breath. And then when you let out the last of your breath before you take a breath in. That's when you. That's, that's when your body's the most mm-hmm. relaxed. And that soft squeeze. And he shot it. And it was fucking awesome because he shot and then it was like, because the bullet had to travel so far, he shot and then put the gun down and then started to get up and the bullet hit. Like he mm-hmm. fucking knew it before it ever hit there. Yeah. But but he lost that round because it took him so long to get yeah. dialed in. But you could watch him and you could sit there and you could say, that man is fucking deadly. Yeah. That man has killed people. Yeah. That man has done this with a gun in such a situation where it was his life depended on it, and he had to get it right. Now, the best thing I saw in that whole show was when that youth minister, from young, Texas. from Zavala, Texas, Zavala, Texas, a little podunk town in Texas, won. And when they had that final showdown where they had to go through and make shots with each weapon that they used throughout that season, he was like, he got super far ahead of the other guy he was competing with. To the point where he runs past his wife in the camera. He stops, smiles real big, and gives two thumbs up and takes off running to the next one. It was so cute. That was the funniest <laughs> damn thing. I mean, some of the shit they had them do, man, that was just... <laughs> it was impressive. It was very impressive. It, and it was... You know, that see, something like that, I would love to compete on something like that. Because I'm actually pretty decent with a firearm. I really am. Yeah. I, I'm not Annie Oakley good, but I can get the shot down there. Like, I'll, I'll sit here and admit in front of... Everybody, I know you can outshoot me with a shotgun. Yeah. Well, but, I mean, a shotgun is a shotgun. I mean, that's that's a scatter Still. pattern. It's it's Still. it's hard to fuck up. You can outshoot me with a rifle. Yeah, I can't outshoot you with a rifle. There might be some handguns you can outshoot me in. I can outshoot you with that forty-five. I don't think you can. The next time you go to the range, I'm going to prove it to you. Uh, you can outshoot me with a forty, but I can outshoot you with a forty-five, and I've done it. Thank you very much. I don't think you can, and we're going to have to place a, bet, a wager on it. <laughs> All right. But it's not going to be a one-and-done kind of deal. It's going to be like three out of five shots have to hit in a certain spot or something like that. You know, we're going to give each other a chance to win. Because, like, I think you could probably outshoot me with a nine. I can definitely I, outshoot I, I, you I with can't a nine. Get the, I can never get the, the sight picture right on the nine. For some reason, to hit a bullseye, I have to aim high and right with that thing. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why, because I'm lining up everything the same exact way I do with my 40. But that H and K 40, I've got pictures of my. You're you're you are much better with that H and K 40 than I am. That thing is a, and people who shoot know when I say this, that thing is a fucking tack driver. Mm-hmm. And what a tack driver I mean is like you put tacks into a board, and you're shooting those tacks. And you're hitting those tacks, and you're pushing them tacks in. Because mm-hmm. that's what I can do with that forty. <laughs> now, I was really impressed the last time we went out to the gun range because we took Parker out there with us. Yes, he and Parker has got a good damn eye. 
He's got a good eye. We had him shoot the AR-15, the two twenty three. He shot that damn thing down almost as good as you did. Yeah. I can definitely outshoot you with the AR-15. No, well, I'm not allowed to shoot the AR-15 because your sight picture is different than mine. And one time I took it out and I shot it and it was off. And I sighted him for me. And then the next time you went and shot it, you shot it about three shells. And then you looked at me with this, <laughs> I'm going to fucking murder you face. And then I fixed it. You looked at me and you went, you motherfucker, you fuck with my scope. And I went, fuck. <laughs> and you're not allowed to shoot my thirty out 6 either. Well, I don't have to mess with that thirty out six. That thing is That thing is dialed in for me. And and for my buddy that took hunting once from Waco. Mm-hmm. Because he perfectly bullseyed a one inch by one inch sticker on a glass bottle at almost two hundred yards with that thing. Well, I drew a smiley face on a monster can with that AR fifteen. Yeah. I don't I mean, know if I, I like still have the can, but I have we've a picture got pictures of the, of the can. We have pictures of the can. Yeah, it's it's two eyes, a nose, and about five shots for the mouth. Yep. And it is a perfect it's a perfect smiley face. Because I remember when you did it because you started giggling like, "What did you do?" You went, "Go look." <laughs> I, I couldn't do that. I, I couldn't dream of doing that. And that deer, that last deer that I shot, I mean, I, I hit it like you know you know on on deer targets when you're practicing, you want to catch them right behind the shoulder. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly where I caught that deer. It was right behind the shoulder because it went right that that two twenty three bullet went right through the heart and and both lungs. That thing jumped up, went to the left, and we found it twenty feet from where I hit it. Yeah, I mean and it was it dropped a two twenty three deer hunting. You have to be you have to be precise, very fucking precise because that is a very fast traveling bullet. It's a very small bullet. And if you don't hit perfect, all you're going to do is wound that animal. Mm-hmm. And he may or it may or may not bleed out later. Mm-hmm. But I got it in exactly the right spot. And yes. that thing went about 20 feet. And we found it in the woods about 20 feet from where yeah. I hit it. Yeah, that was an easy one to find. <laughs> now I have all, all the guns. But still my favorite one to hunt with is my 270. Well, I, I love and- that 270. Allow me to say that as a gun nut, I would give up all of my guns if it would stop school shootings. I just want to put that out there. There you go. Well, I mean, I can guarantee, I can see that with the AR. Because, yeah. So we you don't need an AR, you know? You don't need an AR. Nobody needs an AR. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a fun gun to go out and shoot. Target practicing. Yeah. You know. But nobody needs an extended mag. Nobody needs a 30-round clip. It's nobody not needs all a gun that's designed to go hunting with. Unless you're hunting people. And you hunt with it, but you're deadly accurate with it. I mean, but my 270 and my 308, maybe the 308, but I guarantee you that's one rifle you couldn't outshoot me with is that 270. No, I couldn't outshoot you with the 270. But I can now shoot you with the I've 308. I've got that sucker. Can, I'm talking. That's probably the one I have better zeroed in than any gun that I own. And I can out shoot you with the 30 out six, even though that thing kicks like a fucking mule. God damn. Yeah. Now the first it time I kick ever kick his bag is my seven mag. No, it doesn't. But the first time I ever shot that 30 out six, it was funny because we bought it from a friend of ours, and uh, <coughs> it's got a badass scope on it. Yeah. I mean, a badass scope. And so. I didn't realize it had a badass scope on it. <laughs> so the first time I shot it, I'm compensating for drop. 
because there's a couple of deer down the pipeline about 200 yards. And so I'm compensating. I'm shaking my head. 150? No, 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 no. 100 yards? Where you showed me where those deer were, you're looking at about a 300-yard shot you were looking at. Well, I was compensating for drop. But you said the scope for 300 yards. You doped the scope, but still... The scope was set up correctly, for... but I was not realizing that the scope accounted for drop. So I was aiming above the deer to account for the drop so that when the bullet got to them, it would hit them in the right place. Yeah, because you were aiming an inch above their back. Right. And those deer, dumbasses, heard the bullet whizzing above them and looked up and looked at me and went back to eating. <laughs> Sorry, we're it's pretty like, far away. This bitch can't hit us. <laughs> and then they just like, and I shot at them a couple more times, not realizing that my bullet was going above them, and they just kind of walked off into the woods. <laughs> I was like, and I was like what happened? She's like, <laughs> I knew it was that far off. That's where it was at, so I knew it was going to drop. So I was aiming up high, and I'm like, and I looked at the scope, and I looked at where she was shooting at, and she had it set for 300 yards because she guessed about that's how far it was. And I'm like, you aimed a bench above their back. She goes, yeah. That's exactly where that fucking bullet went. <laughs> it went an inch above their back. It just whizzed right by them. Yep. And they heard it whiz right by them. And they looked up and looked at me. And then went on battle about their business. <laughs> like, yeah, she ain't going to hit us from out here. We're good. Because <laughs> he, heard, he heard the gun fire about four times. And he was like, what the hell is she, she shooting doing? at? <laughs> She's shooting at a herd? <laughs> It's probably a good thing I didn't hit them there because that was like real deep in the woods and we didn't have the four-wheeler at the time and we would have had to drag that damn deer all the way out of the woods. No, that was in the pipeline. We would have dragged it out of the woods to the pipeline and I would have drove my truck down that fucking pipeline <laughs> to get to it. Fuck that. So that was way up there. We we did. We ha- we've had to drag deer out of that woods before and that was not fun. No. That was not fun at all. And that deer was a small deer that year. It, it, it probably weighed, I don't know, 120 pounds, maybe. I know that one big-ass doe I shot it with when I had my other buddy out there with me. We drug it out. Like, there were several times we had to stop. Yeah. Because it was so far back in there where, where I shot it at. Which kind of makes me think, I, that's one thing I've got to do. I've got to figure out a way to put back some money so I can get on a deer lease this year. Mm-hmm. Because I don't want to hunt. I don't like hunting public land, like national forest shit. Because mm-hmm. it's dangerous out there. Yeah, because you got all kinds of fucking people out there. Mm-hmm. I like to go somewhere where I know if there's anybody else out there, I know where they're at. Well, it's going to cost us somewhere between a thousand and fifteen hundred dollars. It's about a thousand dollars a gun. Yeah, so we we can we can set you up a deer lease this next year. I think we should be able to do that. I think we should be able to do that. We'll have to do it at the beginning of the year, but I think I think we can do it. It should be well, fine. Beginning of the year, season will be over again. Well, I just I, unless something changes real quick at work, I don't know. I don't see us happening. I don't see it happening this year, but I think we can do it by next year. It should be fine. But yeah, we'll have some stuff paid off by then too. So that'll be awesome. We've been going at this for an hour and forty-two minutes. So we definitely need to fill that freezer back up. Some oh my God! Yes. Because I want me some little deer medallions. Yep. Some little... That backstrap steak. Oh, my God. That backstrap steak is so good. You cook that shit rare. Whew. 
I can bust out the meat grinder, make us some hamburger <gasps> meat. And some, I want, I want to take it to a, oh, he framed that really well. <laughs> I want to take it to a processor and get some, um, get some summer sausage made with the peppercorns and the, and the oh. cheese in it. Oh, that stuff is so good. Oh, so good. All right, let's call it. We're, we're, we're good. We've been All right. We're way too fucking long. We, we, but we've been having fun tonight. And I hope you've had fun following us on this weird little journey tonight. Or just, <laughs> maybe not fun, but just maybe just putting up with it. <laughs> <laughs> I know we've got at least three, um, like, listeners that listen to us every week, so that's awesome. <laughs> and every once in a while, I'll check the metrics on the stuff that we, that we do. And we'll have, like, some... You know, some some weird like somebody from Denmark will listen. You know, to a couple of shows. Somebody from France will listen to a couple of them. You know, it's it's like it's weird. We have we have people who listen to some of our older shows in foreign countries, and that's kind of neat to me. Yeah. You know, I'm hoping they're getting some enjoyment out of it. So, you know, if if you hear this show and if you've made it this far, you can reach me on all of the socials at Cricket Shay. Um, I'm on Threads and instagram at cricket shay one the number one um uh if you're friends with me on facebook you can message me on facebook if you have my phone number you can text message me um i'm on twitter as long as twitter lasts uh, i'm on twitter at cricket shay but elon musk changed it from twitter to um X. x which he's been trying to have X as a company ever since he was the CEO of PayPal. Okay, let's, let's be careful here because you're about to get off on another 30-minute tangent. I know, but... He changed the name. It's not working out. Let's move on for now, please. Well, but everybody thinks it's a porn site. Yes, because it's X videos. No, 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 no. The X Twitter videos, he's calling them X videos, videos. But if you Google search X videos, you're going to get something that's bounce, not Twitter. Bounce, bounce, <laughs> They got some good shit on there. They really me. do I have checked. some good shit on there. Yeah, they do. <laughs> I might have to look at some of that tonight. You don't need to know that. Anyway, <clears throat> um, so um, get us on the socials. And um, we love you. Bye.